Welcome to Behind the Black Curtain, an inspiring podcast that follows the story of Nikki Rowland's incredible journey. Join Nikki as she inspires other single women and single moms to be courageous and continue to persevere through their own life journey. Together, we will learn from Nikki's success and struggles as we create a tribe of women committed to finding freedom from their past, purpose in their present, and unlocking the potential for the future. Welcome to Behind the Black Curtain. Hey babes, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Black Curtain. I am your host, Nikki Rowland, and today I want to share my story with you guys of how I was able to move out of the hood into a suburban area or basically start living a suburban life. And I decided to share this story today based off of a comment that I received on my YouTube channel where I spoke about this topic maybe a couple years back. But someone just recently watched the video and this young lady left a message basically telling me how my story inspired her and she started talking about how she's been trying to better herself. She's gone back to school, gotten a degree. She has a good job. She's a single mother and she just can't seem to get herself and her son out of the hood. She's just like, she wants it so bad, but it's not happening. She's a very positive person. She's uplifting and vibrant. She's very motivated, but for whatever it is, it just feels like she's stuck in her situation. Her son is being bullied at the school and she's starting to be discouraged and lose hope. And when I saw that, I did respond back to her, but then I decided, you know what, I think I want to talk about this topic today. And in all transparency, I know that I saw her response today because this is God telling me that this is what you're going to talk about. I said a prayer early today and I said, God, I'm tired. You guys, I am emotionally and mentally exhausted. Um, Life has been on the up and up for me. Things have gotten better, but there's still a lot that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. My daily schedule is a lot. I get up extremely early just so I can do something for myself, like work out and take care of my body. And after that, it's go, 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 go. So if I'm, I'm up from four o'clock in the morning and from there I am working out, getting my son up for school, getting him fed, walking him to the bus stop. I come home, I'm finishing getting ready for work. I'm out the door by 7.30. I take, I do an hour drive every day to get to work. I get to work at 8.30 and I don't leave that office until 6.30. From 6.30 to 7.30, I am driving back home. And you know, if my little one has homework or anything like that, I have to help him with it. And even besides that, even if he doesn't have homework, I wanna spend time with my kids when I get home and see how their day is going and have conversations with them. But, you know, knowing that I have to get up so early to start the next day, I'm trying to be in bed by 10. So imagine from 7.30 to 10, I'm trying to spend time with the kids, shower, eat, and get into bed. I'm exhausted. (laughs) And I say all that to say that I started telling God, like, I don't know, like, what is it exactly do you want me to do right now? Like, do you want me to continue doing this podcast? Because I told you guys from the beginning, the only reason I started this was because God told me to start it. I'm not a person that is just willing to just share all my life story and my business with random people. But I was led to share it because somebody is benefiting 
from these stories and these lessons that I'm learning. But I told God, I said, I'm tired and I don't even know what to talk about on this next episode. So if you want me to keep this going, I need you to give me a message. And it's late in the evening and I typically don't record this late, but it's it's funny how God works. I had picked up my phone and I saw that I had a response. I had a comment from an old YouTube video. And this comment was left two days ago, y'all. Like, how am I just now seeing it today, right? Things like that to me is not a coincidence. But when I read her response to my story, it broke my heart. For one, I feel her pain. I know exactly what it feels like to be wanting something so bad for yourself and your kids. You're wanting so bad to help them to experience a better life. You are doing all the things as a mother. You are taking the courses, going to school, you know, getting the better job. And for whatever reason, it is like you are stuck in this negative environment. And it does start to break you. It does start to play with your mind and it causes you to doubt yourself. And it causes you to then start believing like this this better life, this better experience is not for me. It's not for my kids. And so today's message is about that. I'm going to share this story with you guys. I'm going to give you the lesson that I've learned from it. And I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet. And I just pray that whoever needs this at this time, I pray that you, that this, this podcast gets to you. So before I had moved to Texas, I lived in South Central LA. I lived in the hood, okay? <laughs> when I say the hood, I am talking about we hear helicopters over our house pretty much daily. I remember some nights the lights from the helicopter were like flashing in our windows because they were spinning the block, you know, looking for whoever they were looking for. Um, you know, of course, we were surrounded by gang activity and so on and so forth. Now, I never got harassed or uh, I don't think I was ever afraid of where I was. And I do believe that is because we were just acclimated to being in the environment. That's what we were used to. But I just knew it wasn't good. Um, I knew the schools that my kids were in were not good. And I can say that they were not good because the teachers were telling me, you know, you need to get your kids out of the out of the school. You need to put them somewhere in a better environment because my kids were excelling at everything and they just were not like other kids. They were not there, you know, disrupting the class and acting out and just fighting people. They weren't those kids. And specifically, it was my daughter's teacher that said to me, you need to take her out of here. She's too smart to be here. Like the school system, the the school over here in this neighborhood, they're gonna hold her back. Meaning she's too bright. And if she stays there, she will not excel in the way that she should be excelling. So get her out of here. And I remember asking a teacher, like, how do I do this? Because we were, you know, this is your home school. So how do I get her out of this? And she told me the whole process of, you know, um, applying for a permit. And the permit allowed us to go from Los Angeles, LAUSD, to Santa Monica, And that drive from where we lived to Santa Monica, California, was probably a good 40, 45 minutes every morning. And that was because traffic traffic was heavy. Without traffic, I think the drive was probably, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. It really wasn't that bad. But 
in the mornings and then in the afternoons when it was time to pick them up, it was heavy. But I applied for the permit and I was able to get my kids into the school and with the con- with the contingency being that they had to be on time at school every day. Like their attendance needed to be excellent in order for them to keep them at the school. So that's where it first started. I did all the work that I need to do, all the research I needed to do. I got them into the school in Santa Monica and I just did what I had to do every morning and I drove my kids to school and from school. I wanna throw in the fact that during this time, I did not have my papers, right? So I had an old driver's license that I used, that I was able to get when I lived in Miami at some point. Now this license was now expired and At the time, because I was not legally documented, I was not able to get a new license in California. I was going through the process of having my legal documentation, but until that process is completed, I can't get anything. And I risk it, y'all. I risk getting caught, However, whatever action the police wanted to take, if they pulled me over, I risked all of that to get my children into a better environment, to get my children into a better school. Now, when they got into the Santa Monica school, it literally was like my kids were in a private school. The experience that they got, the way the teachers taught, the way the teachers, the way the teachers even behaved or treated the children was completely completely different than what we were experiencing in LAUSD in South Central in Los Angeles it was completely different it was night and day and yes the school that they were in was predominantly white and this area that the school was in like these people have money these people are doing well but everyone treated us so good everyone was so welcoming and so I did what I had to do to keep my children in that environment and so they would literally be going to school out there and then in the evening they come back home and they're in the hood and they have their friends in the neighborhood and whatnot so they were living in like two different worlds and by the way I did have a moment where I was pulled over by the cops Um, and I had my license that was expired and then they ran my stuff and they saw I wasn't documented it was a whole mess but I did not get arrested thank you God and that's a story for another day so it started with the school system getting them out of the the school that was in the hood if you've listened to my podcast where I talked about me low-key being deported out of the United States then you know what that process was like where I had to leave and my children ended up being in Belize with me. And so while we were out there for like the nine months, when we came back, uh, life had changed for us. And at this point, my daughter was now in junior high and I did the whole permit thing again and I was able to get her into a performing arts school that was in like Marina Del Rey area I believe and so with that she was actually able to get on a bus that would pick her up every day and take her out there a school bus and bring her back so thank god that helped out but my boys were in the school in our neighborhood and what I didn't realize at the time was that my oldest son was getting into fights he was getting into a lot of fights at school and I didn't know that until we moved to Texas like he didn't tell me anything that was going on my daughter was getting bullied at one point as well and I didn't really know about that either and when I asked them like well how come you guys never told me like you know I would have been up at the school they were like that's exactly why we didn't tell you (laughs) because we knew you would show up and cut up but um 
yeah, so we went through that whole process and until I ended up moving to Texas. So now let's talk about this. Prior to me moving to Texas, I am I was going through the whole divorce process. I was going through the whole process of trying to get child support from my ex and I was not getting anything. Not only that, but I could not get a job anywhere. I could not get a job anywhere. I went from personal training and doing it privately. But you know, at this point, if I am taking full responsibility of bills in the home and the children and everything like that, I'm going to need more than just what my private clients are paying me. And so I was looking for jobs and I couldn't get anything, y'all. And I remember like getting to the point where I was like, I have to stand in line and go get food stamps at this point. And that was something that I was fighting so bad to not have to do. My pride, when I tell you my pride was shot down, I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, I was humbled. I was so humbled. I was so embarrassed. I was ashamed. I felt like I had failed in life. Although I was doing everything that I could do, I still felt like I failed. Like I failed my children. I failed myself. And I remember crying out to God so much and praying so much like, what is going on? I had journals and journals and journals filled with my thoughts. And it's sad to read them because you get to see how low my mindset was, how low my, my view of life was at that time because I was hurting so bad. You know, I went from being married and wanting to try to make this relationship work, although this person had already done things to hurt me severely I was still willing to try to make it work and you know get counseling if he was willing to do it and none of that was an option for him uh and so then I'm starting to deal with you know him not helping and doing his part and me fighting to keep a roof over at my head for me and my children on God I cannot tell you guys how I was able to keep that roof over our head keep the internet on, keep my lights on and food on a table with a check, a monthly check that did not even cover my 1200 a month rent. I don't know how I did it. No, I do know. It's all by the grace of God. It is literally by the grace of God. And so when I talk about God and my faith, and when I say that I know that God is real and that I don't believe in the universe because I've never prayed or talked to the universe, I've prayed and talked to the creator and I've seen how he's shown up for me. These are reasons I can say that to you guys. Let me continue with the story. So I was praying and I remember the whole manifestation thing, like starting to pop around that time, you know, the secret. The secret was out and I remember like watching the video and getting the books and reading it and trying to implement that along with my belief in God and what the Bible is saying about God. And I just realized like it's going to be one or the other. You're either going to believe that there's a God and that's who you're talking to or you're going to be talking to the universe. (laughs) And so I was like, nah, I'm, I'm rocking with the Bible and what I know and what I've seen so far from Belize. Because mind you, this is coming off the back of finally being able to leave Belize and come back into America with my children. And now, boom, this is the BS that I'm now having to deal with. And I was just like, I remember how you pulled me through 
out of beliefs like everybody else was saying it's going to be at minimum five years i would sit there before i got a response yo i got a response in nine months and i was back so i knew my story was going to be different and i knew god had my back however the situation was looking at the time it did not matter i knew that god was going to prevail for me and so I remember just journaling and praying and just taking bits and pieces of the manifestation of what they were teaching in a secret, which is mainly it's pretty much you need to believe like whatever you're asking for. You have to be able to see that happen for you. You have to be able to believe without a shadow of a doubt like this is going to happen for me. And what I've learned during this time, and I'm still seeing this to this day, the more you are believing for something, especially if it's something big and it's something like changing the more that you are believing for it and you're standing 10 toes down like this is going to happen for me the more adversity is going to come your way it's like the more you continue to get tested to see like do you really have what it takes to to receive this blessing and so when i tell y'all it was like one thing after the next so i i go from you know having a job to no job to collecting um food stamps and just my landlord starting to harass me and <laughs> and then being taken to court twice because my ex is now take, trying to take my kids away from me like it was one thing after the next i had thoughts of just giving up like just checking out, checking out, because I honestly believe that if I just leave, my children will be in a better place. Like my children are suffering because of me, because if I just dip out, if I check out of this world, then I guess they can just stay with their dad. Although I knew that was not the best situation for them, but I felt like at least they wouldn't have to go back and forth from a dad that's basically taking them all over the place and, you know, showing them all these great things to coming back home to a mom that barely has enough for them all I have is my love to give them all I have is my hugs and my comfort to give them all I have is my listening ear to give them I really felt like it would have been better if I had left and I just remember every time I had those thoughts somebody would call me and like at the perfect time and just shake me out of it and the last time it happened I actually sat there and I started googling like what could I take to go to sleep and never wake up again because I really was at that point and my mom had called me and I was telling her I was on the phone bawling bawling and I was telling her you know where I, my mindset was and she was just like you can't do that mind you guys my baby my youngest was a, an infant at the time um she basically talked me out of it and she said why don't you move to Texas and I was like nope I don't want to move to Texas. Now, mind y'all, I am struggling, right? I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I'm still like, I don't want to move to Texas. I don't want to be out there with people riding horses, wearing cowboy boots. I don't want to see tumbleweed rolling across the street. And like, I don't want to be in that country life. That I'm, I can't do that. Like, that's depressing. That's all I kept thinking. And she's just like, it's not like that here. You, you know, sometimes you just need to start over. And so... I think it was about, I don't know, it was the months of her saying, hey, you need to just come, just come and start over before I finally gave in. Mind you, the whole time I'm writing and I'm journaling and I'm asking God for exactly what I want. I said, God, this is the neighborhood I want. I told him specifically, you know, I want it, I want my kids to be able to experience living in, an, in a neighborhood where the homes are huge and beautiful and it's quiet and they have their own neighborhood park and pool and just 
laying it out. I want my kids to be able to go to a school that is like the schools that they see on the Disney Channel, like back in the day when they used to watch the Disney Channel and whatnot. I want them to be able to experience schools like that. I want them to experience schools where they have music classes and dance classes and they get to do all these fun things. Like I want that for my kids. And literally every day I talk to God, I'm believing like, this is what I want. This is what I want. And this is not something selfish. This is because we are your children. You know, we are children of God. And because we are children of God, I know that we deserve the best. And this is what I'm asking for, God. I don't want my kids to be in the ghetto anymore. I am doing everything that I can. Show me what I need to do to get us up out of here. And (laughs) meanwhile my mom is like move out here come out here come out here and I'm like nah girl nah (laughs) not realizing that the neighborhood that I was praying and asking God to help us to experience living in is the neighborhood my mom was living in like I never I never knew what her neighborhood looked like until I moved out here and so when I finally had decided you know what I'm gonna go ahead and yeah we're just gonna move out we're going to we're going to start over, go to Texas, start fresh. I'm going to find a job and we'll just figure it out from there. At the time too, moving to Texas was dope because cost of living was way cheaper, you know, housing was a lot cheaper than what it is now. And so, mind you all, I was paying 1200 a month in LA for a little box. It was a box. It was a two bedroom apartment, but it was almost like a full size. It was like a full size bedroom cut in half to make it the two bedrooms. The bathroom was so tiny that you really you could barely fit two people in there at one time. And everything was just really tiny. (laughs) I was paying like 12 something a month for that. And I come to Texas and I'm paying the first place I move into is about the same amount, but I have a three bedroom, two bathroom home with a full size laundry room and dishwasher in my kitchen and all this nice, like it's so much space in my, my home. I got two pools on the grounds that we live on. We got basketball court. We have a movie theater in our apartment complex. We have a park for the, like, yo, I'm jumping ahead because I'm just like my thoughts are everywhere when I just realized like how much how much my life had changed. But let's go back to when I finally moved here after going through the whole court process and having to fight to be able to leave California with my kids. I get to Texas and I, I remember one night walking through my mom's neighborhood with my kids. We just went for a walk. And I'm, if my voice sounds shaky, y'all, it's because I'm fighting back tears right now. But um, I remember just walking through the neighborhood and seeing these big, beautiful homes and just like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is exactly what I wrote in my journal. Like, this is what I asked for in my journal. And we are literally walking in this right now. It's exactly what I asked to experience for my kids. When I took my daughter to sign her up for, she's now in high school at this point, and I took her to go sign up. <laughs> I still have the picture of her standing in the middle of that building that we walked into. Nobody else was in there. She stood right there in the middle and she's just looking up because we're looking at this flipping school and it's like one of the schools from the Disney Channel. (laughs) It's like one of the schools that they like, it looked like a school from the Disney Channel. That building was brand new that uh, we walked into and I just was like, yo, this is real. This manifestation stuff is real. That's all I kept saying. Like, oh 
my gosh, this, I wrote all of this down. This is what I've been praying for. This is what I sat to visualize. Like I, it's all here. I was shook, y'all. I was shook. Now, with all that being said, life was not easy peasy. You know what I mean? It was way better than when we were in LA. But, you know, I'm starting over. I have my kids. They don't have friends out here. They're starting over. We did deal with some racism. My my son dealt with racism with him riding the bus to school. Uh, we would have, like, little white kids on the bus making jokes about black people and my son is sitting right there so I had to like call up the school speak to the principal because I y'all know I'm not gonna play when it comes to my kids so we're gonna nip this in the bud I don't know what you guys are used to <laughs> this is what I'm thinking you know when it comes to the kids out here and the teachers so I'm like I don't know what y'all are used to doing out here but we're not doing that with me and my kids um but when I called and I spoke to the principal they got everything straightened out immediately like everything had stopped but my kids they had a rough time you know just making friends the kids here in Texas are not like how the kids were in LA where you know you go outside for recess somebody got a ball to play ball like let's play out here it's very much cliquish because these kids have gone to school together since I don't know birth <laughs> so they are very clicky and not very open to new people and so I was dealing with that so it was like a combination of like there's a release of I no longer have to worry about them being in the hood and them being bullied or having to fight you know to protect themselves or having to go out of the district so that they can experience great schools like no their home school is a great school the neighborhood that they're in and they're they're living in is a beautiful neighborhood we got all of that but there was always you know there's something else that we still had to deal with there was still another challenge for us us and I was okay with that I was okay with dealing with that that is my story of how we made it out of the hood and like I said I don't want to make this podcast long but I just want to share this story for whoever else needs this because if if that girl that left me that comment on my YouTube video needs it I know there's another woman that needs to hear this and I just want to let you guys know that no matter what is going on right now, whatever you are praying for and you are asking God for, sis, bro, don't give up. Despite what battles, what challenges are continuously coming your way, I, I'm encouraging you to not give up. I'm encouraging you to believe every single day that you be, you deserve the best. You deserve more. If you are a single mom and you are fighting for a better life for you and your children, sis, please, whatever you do, don't give up. I am nobody more special than anyone else. I'm honestly not. I just, I honestly feel like I've gone through the crazy mess that I've gone through to just be an example to you guys that need it, to be an example to whoever is going through it right now that's feeling like nobody gets it. I get it. I get it. I get it. There's been many days that I've cried night after night after night. I cry myself to sleep. I put my kids to bed and I cry myself to sleep and I get up the next morning. I start over and I do it all again. And I'm determined the next day. Every day I get up, I'm determined that today's going to be a new day. Today's going to be better. Something has to change. Something has to change. Nothing stays the same forever. Like the seasons change, your season will change as well. And I think it's important to also point out that even when things get better and things begin to change for you, there could be a chance, there's a chance that you will still have some sort of challenge that you will have to deal with. But what I want for you to do is focus on the blessing that you have received, despite whatever challenge is trying to come up in front of you. 
focus on the, the blessings that you're receiving and not the challenges. The blessing for me was being able to get out of LA. I love LA, y'all. I know I said I lived in the hood, but I loved LA. <laughs> like, I loved LA. And I always said, like, if I had, if I became rich, I would move back. I don't know if I would still do that now, but the blessing was being able to get my kids out of the hood because I don't know how they would have ended up. I honestly don't know. And I was able to get my kids into a better environment. They got to see a different way of living. They got to see a, or experience a different way of viewing life. They got to learn from a different group of people. Like there's so much blessing in this. And I'm praying for each and every one of you that's that's going through a challenge right now. I'm praying for all the mommies that are fighting for better for you and your kids. I, honest to God, I am praying for y'all because I, I feel your pain. Every time I see these messages, it breaks my heart because I get it. But just know that you are not alone. Know that you are not the first and you will not be the last to go, what you're, go through what you're going through. And most importantly, know that God honestly doesn't give us more than we, what we can handle. It may feel like he's given us more than what we can handle, but I promise you he's not. Find a community. If you have friends that you can trust, that you can talk to about this, whatever it is that you're going through, utilize those friendships, utilize those relationships. And if you don't have nobody, reach out to me. I am being so honest and just raw and open with you guys. And I want y'all to reach out to me. If you are a mom and you are at your wits end and you feel like giving up and you're completely discouraged, sis, please just reach out to me. Okay. That is it. I love y'all so much. I hope this episode blessed somebody and um, I can't leave you without giving you a scripture. So today's scripture is Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I want to use this verse to help you guys find encouragement in knowing that even in the toughest circumstances, God can pave a way for new beginnings and blessings. He's got you. He's got you. He's got you. He's got you. Stay blessed, y'all.